अब आप सुन रहे हैं बॉक्स आउट एफ एम हर वक्त हर जगह नए जमाने का Hi guys, this is Param, and I'm in conversation with the F16s on Box Out FM. And do you do you guys want to introduce yourself? Because people aren't going to be able to see your faces. And just also uh, sort of describe your surroundings so that people can imagine what where you're at. You can lie about it. You can be truthful about it. You can just be floating in space, whatever, just so people can visualize where you're all at. Fun. Somebody take it away. I have. I need to think about it. Okay, cool. Uh, my name is Booby. Uh, I play guitars in the F16s. I am currently uh, on the surface of the sun. Thank you. Nice. That's kind of accurate. Chennai is pretty hot. The armpit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Josh. I I sing and I play guitars for the F16s. I am currently. uh inside someone's belly button it's dark it's a little damp but it smells great i'm shank i play bass for the band and i'm currently somewhere between disaster and desire whoa oh yeah we're talking about locations he's talking about states of being wow we're talking about states of being shank such deep I am Harshu. I play keys for the band, and I'm in a vacuum, sealed, soundproofed room. Called? What's it called? Tight butthole. No, it's called Barking Beat Recording Company. It's called Barking Beat Recording Company. Yes. Yep. Follow me on Instagram. Yes. Uh. I'm Param, and I'm just floating in space with a with an astronaut suit. Edgy, very edgy. Why not? Um, okay, so these are all the boys in the F16s. They're a Chennai-based band, and I've been I've been a fan of the band for a while, and I've I've grown up listening to their music, and I've seen them evolve from from their trigger punk era, where they used to wear black T-shirts, and now they've come up to. They've gone on to wear thrifted, glittery silk shirts and whatnot, and I just wanna, I just wanna understand how you guys see your own evolution as a band across like the last five or six years, or just the fact that you've stuck around and seen each other change as as people and as musicians and as bandmates and even songwriters for that matter. Like, how how has that evolution sort of? happened within the band and for you guys personally it's a huge question man and i'd like it's super it's i think the answer is endless uh as a band obviously we stuck it out for this long as individuals we've changed so much we've learned so much um fashion wise you know when you said about the black thing like we were a new band then and you know you can recycle black shirts because you know it's yeah. it's cheap and it's and uh i guess you don't don't have to wash it but now like you know we're making big 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 bank we started buying some silk shirts not big enough but enough to be thrifted you know a thousand yeah. thousand bucks for a nice big jacket that's got some glitter on it why not you know yeah. why not 
fucking love it. That's that's the vibe that I want to sort of reach in a couple of years. You're, you're, anyway. you're getting there, man. I see the nose. I'm getting there. Yeah. I see the nose yeah, ring. It looks so fucking. Good. It looks fucking rad, dude. You look good. It looks you. great. Thank you. Love the nose ring. Yeah. Thank you. Very edgy. <laughs> it's stuff that I have to do to make up for a lack of personality. Self-deprecation. Stealing, stealing our jokes. Padding. Self-deprecation, man. You want to join our band? I'm telling you, sure we do. <laughs> you will do really well. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I'd be. Like from going from a fan to a tour manager to someone that's interviewing you to becoming a member, that would be insane for me. Okay, don't Those push it. Those are the steps, though. Those <laughs> are the natural steps. Yeah. <laughs> But also, I think, like in general, we just felt more uh, inclined towards moving away from fast fashion. I guess in some way, like you know, everybody yeah. turns up in the same H and M shirt nowadays. You know, like something about drifting seems nicer. Each piece is kind of singular, and each of us are kind of finding our own little nooks and corners within these, you know. And it's nice to like support small businesses and kind of not go into a stale hechinim again, even though we just did, but nobody. No, shut up. I'm actually wearing hechinim right now. Oh man, I'm wearing a decathlon that supports sports. <laughs> just sports. All you support all sports. Sports. Yeah. Sports as a concept. Cool. So, you guys have yeah, you guys have definitely changed a lot from my perspective as a fan, and I just want to know how this new album is a time to eat the rich yet is sort of reflective of that because I've heard you guys talk about how you guys have found your mojo in terms of songwriting, and you've you've seen you guys you you've seen yourself become a lot better songwriters as a band. And is that is that something that's come with the change in you guys as people, or have you just practiced over time and sort of made it a slightly mechanical process of becoming better at songwriting, or is it just naturally something that makes you feel happier in terms of what place you're at? I think. I uh, think. Oh, Josh, go for it. No, Bobby, go ahead. No, I was going to say uh, when you said about. Finding mojo and stuff. I think that was, I don't think that's the thing that happens. It's more along. It's more what happens in the search for that sort of thing. So you keep mining and like the things we pick up along the way are kind of then and we kind of exhibit the things we pick up along the way in newer albums and singles and whatnot and songs in general. Uh, I don't think. I don't think that we. I would say that there'll come a there would come a point where we would reach it, but. As of this point, it's still pursuit and not really, you know, attainment. Like it's just we've we're still in the pursuit, and I think that uh, the way we like where we're going. That's if that answers kind of partially answers what you're trying. Yeah. If, if I think we're happy. You guys, are, you guys are happy with the trajectory that you've taken in the last couple of years. Is that what you're trying to say? The musically, as in sonically, I, I guess individually, individually and together as a collective, I think we're kind of happy with the. Where we're headed right now, in the direction we're headed in, we don't know where it's taking us really, but uh, I would say that. But about the this thing, the the curve from when we began, yeah, we wish it was a lot shallower. We wish like we got here sooner. Honestly, that's just that's just our own like sour grapes or whatever. But I think we just wish we got here sooner. But we're glad we stuck it out, obviously, because you know, it's not often because we come from a city that famously spits out bands, chews them up and spits them out like they're. 
guys who uh, there are guys we look up to who used to play and don't anymore and you know to see it's kind of sad you see that stuff but then that kind of gives you a little more oomph to sort of keep going because you are clearly doing something different than they did or at least you are taking advantage of the world moving along and you're moving with it you know yeah. whichever way you want yeah you guys are you guys are definitely doing a lot of different things considering i don't know like it just feels like a very cool thing for me to see you guys do stuff that not a lot of other people in general let alone people from the indie scene do like just fostering or adopting achilles for that matter and uh going surfing on a regular basis that those are all things that i that i don't see a lot of other people do and i also wanted to take this opportunity for you guys to sort of talk more about achilles and shravan and dmad so that a lot so that more people sort of know about it that's extremely sweet um it was in fact shravan's birthday yesterday um so big shout out oh, yeah. to him and shravan is a is a third flatmate just yeah. a bit of introduction about him and to anybody who is listening right now he runs an animal shelter in chennai and it's a non-profit and he completely uh, rehabilitates and rescues uh, injured animals and uh, gets them up for adoption uh their uh, donation channels are always open you can find it on instagram if you want to like support his work um so basically achilles was a little uh, papa who was born with a syndrome called swimmel syndrome and he showed up at our doorstep one day and he's now part of the family we had a miraculous recovery and you know it's kind of like helped us man in some way kind of get out of our own rut you know like having such a bundle of joy around and see him sort of uh, get better so quickly you know kind of pulled us out of our own little you know uh, voids and depressions in some way and he kind of like cheers everybody up not a single person who's seen him you know as <laughs> anything but love for him so it's a great energy yeah. energy in general to be surrounded by um yeah shout out to bmad for all the good work um that they do cool cool so let's let's talk a little more about the album there's there's two songs that have come out it's uh easy wake easy wake and uh is uh I'm on holiday and uh how how was the process of writing those songs and I'm more interested in the way the videos were shot for the two songs and how was it like to be how was it like to be working with Lendrick and uh just the process of shooting those videos and even though the artwork for those videos for those songs that have come out those are those are really interesting and i've not seen a lot of other people go in that direction well um the videos were very very last minute uh we were we were hellbent and like completely sucked into the entire music making process for a very long time so we kind of abandoned the idea of the visual side of these songs until the very end because we were going to release it Uh I'm on holiday was was an idea that was just uh sprouted a day or two before the shooting. Um and we grounded a couple of our friends. Can you guys hear me? Why can't I see any of you? What happened to your faces? Anyways, so it was directed by Shank. Uh Shank came up with the idea. We all brainstormed it together. and uh went to the surf spot that we all go to usually 
It's called Ocean Delight. Shout out. And there's a little bit of uh, these beach pools that happen because of the rain. It looks really beautiful. And we got Mitra and we got uh, Shravan, who runs a shelter, his brother, Shantanu, to bring his camera. And we shot it in, um, in a span of half a day. And um, the, sec- the second time around, we got Lenny to come down uh, from Bangalore and he stayed with us for a week. We had major fellowship. We would sit around the table and have dinner and brainstorm how we could shoot these ideas. We came up with at least a, a dozen different storylines and uh, pull a couple of favors. And uh, Lenny, as usual, has this really impeccable vision for, for, for visuals, you know. And uh, we would just, we would just fine tune the edges and um, easy bake, easy wake was the result of it. Super fun, very tiring, a lot of calories burnt that day, a lot of hamstrings were pulled, but uh, I feel it was worth it. I think, I think essentially what we wanted to do was kind of um, not leave behind the visual side of things. You know, usually with like Trigger Punk, we just had an album artwork with Weekend Friends, it was just a bunch of photographs. Like, you know, uh, the next step for us, when we like kind of step outside what the ethos of the band is, there was nothing visually there. You know, like it was just a bunch of graphics and stuff. So it was important for us to like kind of get in the music video game. And for bands who are constantly riddled with like, um, you know, cost issues or budgets or something, it was important for us to kind of bring together a clique of people who didn't care about the money. It was about just making something, you know, and Lenny was the right guy for that. Like he has the spirit, Prime's got the eye for like, you know, great frames and anybody else who was involved. It was just about that. Um, and kind of coming together and having it happen.
to talk about how you you mentioned the difference in how you were writing songs when you, and you sort of branched out into a more visual identity based outlook towards your band i just wanted to know how how you approached sing, just writing those the two albums differently in the sense that with trigger punk it seemed like a lot more introspective but it also seemed like a lot of the vocals didn't really really matter in that song as much as How the instrument dare you <laughs> I don't know I I personally didn't understand a lot a lot of the lyrics in Trigger Punk despite it being one of my lyrics across genres and and eras and countries but I wanted to know how you've approached songwriting differently because i've also heard in one of your older interviews that you didn't didn't 
the the vocals and the lyrics doesn't don't really come first and that doesn't seem like it's the case anymore because the vocals seem pretty important this album as compared to like kaleidoscope or trigger fun hmm i uh, well honestly i think trigger punk was um quite the experiment for the f16s you know um vocally musically sonically we were kind of all over the place with trigger punk we did a punk track we did like a a weird half beat thing we did like a super summery songs we did like a full downer ballad we were experimenting we were letting out whatever was in us um you i i wouldn't disagree with you about the vocals and the lyrics part like there were songs in that album where um vocally and lyrically i just put down stuff for the sake of putting down stuff you know because there had to be something to fill that void of vocals because we are a vocal oriented band but since trigger punk and this album it's been almost what 3 years right longer than that Five years. Wow. Trigger Punk was 2016. Yeah. yeah. So, from there to now, it's we've changed a lot. We listen to a lot of different stuff. Personally, like we've released music on our own, like solo albums. So there's a lot of flushing that happened in these five years. Even as people, like our personalities, our relationship with each other changed. A lot of things happened in five years, and. Um, uh in a good way i feel like the maturity in terms of songwriting in terms of lyrics they were given more importance i would sit down and think about it a lot more than just sort of like do it for the sake of doing it uh i think lyrically also i've said i you know if you keep writing you become better at it so i think the practice over time of me writing music and us working together and making some music together sonically all our wavelengths sort of um combined into one over time so i think we reached a spot where we're really comfortable and this new record is the time to eat the rich yet is um is is very close to us because it's completely done by us like entirely like to a time where harshu could not mix or produce and now he's done the album entirely he did the jbab album um so a lot of things have changed and i think even it sh- it reflects in uh, in the new record what what have you written about in the new record can you tell people about it uh i mean each song is different right so i'm on holiday was a very summary thing it was i'm on holiday forever which was uh we were locked down during that time so each song had a different take to it i mean for changed you know when the pandemic hit and you were kind of locked in your house for like a what two years you kind of uh, run out of romance and you know you're sick and tired because you're not even having any sex so i had to focus my attention and uh and my and my thoughts on different things which needed attention like uh like the pandemic and and the thought of the world ending and like the apocalypse and you know just uh not having live music anymore because that was our bread and butter So um you can't really sing about romance when uh, you're on the edge of a cliff you know so yeah i think that kind of reflected in what i wrote i hope you like the new one param i hope i don't disappoint you i i love the new one i, I was listening to it the whole day for multiple days as soon as i got the link um do you guys want to tell tell people about tell people about 
when it's releasing and where it's releasing pros anybody okay the album is out on on uh, october 22nd it'll be out on all streaming platforms cool yes uh, and how how has it been working with house arrest and pagalena and um the people that you've collaborated with for your videos and for your music it's been a beautiful effort i feel house arrest has been very good to us and uh, very supportive of our music uh this is also this is a kind of new to us because we haven't we were self managed for almost 4 years you know and now with the new record we have more than 3 4 parties involved in the release of it uh but it's nice to have some support uh you know we were we were look, we were always we were pretty excited and wanted to be signed to pagalhena you know there were a lot of uh, artists on that roster that we looked up to and uh you know we were we wanted to be part of that family more than anything and we're glad to be on it house arrest for their support it's i mean yeah it's pretty incredible that a little small band in chennai a small idea that started 8 years ago now has a record label and a management and a sync label so so yeah i i was listening to the album i kind of felt like you were making these songs to have a better time performing these live and to, to maybe give people a better time at at your shows is that something that was a that was consciously done or was it just something that came out of the kind of music you were listening to or the kind of lifestyle or the kind of thought processes you were sort of experiencing in your personal lives no i i think people make the mistake of thinking we write the songs for them it's it's mm. you know uh, it's it's our music like it's we write it as we feel or whatever we feel we we project it out into like a onto a laptop onto like a driver or or, or a daw but um you know i it's a good feeling when whatever you write is received well by the crowd whether it's live or even if it's over a streaming platform but uh, no we don't make a conscious effort to be like hey let's write this song so everybody has a good time you know it's more like hey let's mm-hmm. write a song that let's try whatever the fuck we want to you know in a very um, in a very non vain way yeah i say that with all humility that's that's cool we're, ge- yeah. we're geniuses we're beautiful we're humble and we're great liars as well yep yeah mm-hmm. so is uh, and so is ranbir Yeah. Um, oh yeah. How is how is how is that experience for you guys? Like just getting the amount of attention you guys are getting through that, and being associated with the Meet Kapoor, and I'm knowing about you guys. It was cool, man. It was cool. I mean, it's cool to be in this uh, in between where these worlds collide. You know, like it's after probably the first time we've seen a national celebrity say an indie band's name on live television or. whatever it might be so it's an interesting place to be in um these worlds are starting to collide we're seeing more surf deals hopefully this opens the gates for more indie bands to get sort of their music into more widely received spaces um and the fact that we didn't feel like we had to sell out in any way you know it's just us and they asked yeah. us to be us they wanted us to just the way we wanted to do it play our own song um we didn't have to go and say oppo oppo for like 3 minutes you know <laughs> it was great like yeah. so that's where I think true, um, you know, change in the scene can begin. Like 
when you're not actually marketing a product but rather you are having someone use you for who you are to like you know as a collaboration an interesting place to be yeah i i personally found it to be or rather i opening process as a whole considering the kind of budgets and the kind of management that was that was just that just went into that project in general cuz like as a tour manager for myself uh, just fighting for for a few lights at a gig or fighting for very petty things is it just seems like we're we're making life harder for ourselves but that particular shoot and the way it was handled and the way it was being managed was was eye opening for me and i kind of loved just everything about it the fact that you guys got 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 the kind of screen time you got you guys had to play your own song everyone was supportive of it it was just it was just very nice for me to experience from from a second hand point of view yeah there's a beauty in going commercial and not selling out you know yeah it's a fine line i can't believe we actually walked that line yeah um cool so what what are you guys planning to do after this release or even during this release are you guys planning on playing these songs live or do you want to stick to your older stuff how is it how is your setlist going to change i plan i plan on going to himalayas and and hopefully getting eaten by a fucking white leopard honestly <laughs> mm. okay, i i think the songs will all be there i think we have to, i mean it's criminal not to right yeah yeah okay yeah. kind of criminal not to not to not to mention yeah not to mention that we also have extra like material that we're writing still yeah. so that's yeah. kind of the constant whatever right so we keep adding and this is this is the workshop stage so we kind of like workshop it and cool so there would be a few What's... songs like that which are kind of not finished and workshop yeah sorry you, no go on go on that was yeah okay um I was listening to your music and a lot of a lot of sounds were something that I've never heard in your records before and was it I just wanted to get a get an idea of what new gear you've used and I mean I don't understand a lot of it but I want to get into the recording side of things and I wanted to know if there's anything new that you want to want people to know about if there's anything Did you did you want to share with people how, about how she's got a how she's got a border how she take it away stay away baby I mean we didn't use anything new to be honest to write this this album uh, I've upgraded my studio now after the record is out Oh you can talk so about that as well Yeah yeah you that you're excited to use now Oh yeah 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 So but for the record I think most of it was in josh's house and my studio uh, my studio prior to when the lockdown happened we tracked all the guitars the bass the vocals everything here so the whole uh, ep, the whole the whole ep was recorded during the lockdown uh, more or less yes. sort of 50 50 yeah yeah i mean we had to finish off and retrack a lot of things at josh's place because mm. we couldn't come to the studio so i i made one trip i took my car and i put everything in my car and i set it all up in their living room so as for since we i i use the the minilog a lot the cog uh we also use like vsts online you know there's so many so it's just whatever sounds right whatever the song demands 
it's not like oh we have to use a moog for this or like if i have a moog fuck i'll use a moog yeah. but um, if i don't have it i'm going to use the emulation of it honestly on a blind test you can't even tell the difference but it's yeah. just more like okay there's a slight difference but most people can't hear it without good speakers you can't really tell that that small bump in like any frequency range um yeah but the, other than that everything was diy you know we tracked everything ourselves i mixed everything and then produced everything in in barking beat uh i have a good room here so the mixing was done in this room uh this vacuum sealed soundproofed room was this your first time mixing a whole whole like project by yourself no i did the jwave album so that was i think that was my first step into uh first step of confidence i can say like because mixing can be a very very uh what do i say um humiliating process you know it's like it 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 sucks your confidence and it can make you feel like you're useless <laughs> because you do a mix and it sounds bang on your studio and then you take it out and you show it to someone on a speaker and it's like it takes like years it's like failed over and over again it's you can never start doing by mixing okay and since we didn't really have an option of going and sitting with a mix engineer and like trying to get their dates and you know it's it was going to take longer than usual because the album was already getting delayed because of the pandemic yeah. so we were like uh, you know let's do this and let's finish it off ourselves because otherwise it was going to take another one year which is going to bite into the next release so we just went ahead and we were like okay this is the only way we have to do it we've committed now so let's do it so this album was done with very minimal gear uh, but hopefully the next one is going to sound even better quality wise i was just talking i was just asking about like what you feel about sort of touring in a lighter in a lighter way because you mentioned synthesizers and emulators and people not really finding a difference in terms of what synths sound like or what guitar amp sound like or what uh, even drums sound like for that matter so i've i've always wanted to explore like midi options for drums or emulators for guitar amps so you don't need guitar amps on stage and you can just use emula- emulators from like the what do you call them the fohs consoles and what do you guys as as individual musicians and in people that play instruments feel about touring lighter or using digital alternatives to vintage gear and is that something that you that you're open to considering or is that something that you're totally like against so so basically yeah see the digital option you can it's it's it makes life so much easier that has to be said you know because you can have the same settings all set preset before you go on stage and nothing's ever going to change from each show which is a huge advantage if you're doing like you know 150 shows a year and you're like on the road all the time like there are bands like metallica who's gone like digital and you know yeah. because i mean have you seen their rig you know so they save money they save time they save bunch of things going digital but for us i don't really see that we have a good blend of analog and digital mm. in the sense that there are a lot of midi stuff going on uh live when i play there's a bunch of midi stuff there's a bunch of tracks 
playing at the back, which I send to the FOH and he plays it back and we all play over it. There are some drums which cannot be emulated live. So the stuff that cannot be really played live or is a big hassle to play live, I put in the backing tracks. Um, and it's also something nice about having the amps on stage and, yeah. you know, the actual instruments and that being played. I don't think the beauty of that will be ever taken away. Definitely, there are benefits on both sides, but I think moving forward, we would not want to get away from that analog helm. And, you know, if there was an option to have a Neve board at a gig and be mixed on a Neve while we're playing, I mean, who's going to say no to that? The yeah. only thing is, we'll say no because Param will give us a bill of 5 lakhs or 10 lakhs. But then, you know, uh, that's the thing, you know, it's uh, both are possible. It just depends on what works for the band, what works best uh, for the sound of the band. You also won't be able to sort of smash your guitars and drums on stage like you've done in the past. <laughs> okay, I, I, I can't forget that. And I love that. I don't know why people gave you slack for it, but I was super impressed and I still remember it. What are we talking about? We're talking about the weekend or... Guitar breaking. Yeah. Uh, so I was just going to say, if there's no stuff on stage, we won't have anything to break. <laughs> so, it's not as fun. It's nice to have the option of something going terribly wrong or having a sense of danger on stage. You know, playing uh, tight club venues where, you know, there's a packed, sweaty crowd. You know, you sometimes just want to turn it up a little extra and push the limits, I guess. That's what's fun about playing live. I think uh, breaking guitars is done. I think next step is to crowd surf, which uh, none of us has ever done. I think uh, it's definitely on like a live uh, bucket list. That's cool. But it's hard holding up a 80 kilo uh, man, you know. I don't think it's that hard. There's, there's, there's much heavier metal musicians that are crowd surf. Yeah, but not to sound cocky but usually the first two lines in an FCC show are like 22 year old girls so you can't really jump on them and definitely can't <laughs> definitely not going to be able to lift any of us probably end up getting fucking a broken hand or ankle or some shit so we don't want that to happen so that's why we're making chiller music and we've stopped going to the punk scene unless you can jump really far into the middle of the crowd where all the dudes are you can try that sometime like I'd I'd be open to figuring out ways to do it safely for sure. Okay, for the next gig, Param just round the biggest looking dudes and put them in the front. I've got so much to do in the next show because I've got to get I've got to get a haircut on stage, and I've got to crowd. I've got to figure <laughs> out ways to crowd surf. Oh, this is on record now. You have to do it because this is actually. I, yeah, I'm I'm doing it for sure. My my parents are gonna have a hard time accepting the way I look for a while. Call them for yeah. the gig. Call them for the gig, dude. Like they should come watch oh, yeah, happen I, I in real that. time. That that would be yeah. I think that would be more That'd be cool. For sure. I mean they might be impressive, might be fun. Mm. No no. Yeah. Or you might you might never go back home. You guys need to take me to Chennai then. Um cool. So uh what other questions can I ask? How is, how is, oh yeah, I wanted to ask how it's, it's been different to have management and labels as compared to doing everything by yourself in the last album release and uh, how, how it's 
sort of affected the way you're approaching the current album release i think uh, we we way more productive uh, because we don't have to think too much about the business aspect of stuff or talk to people about deals which can be a very stressful uh thing to do like just taking a call from a from a possible organizer or a or a brand uh it kind of uh so i took the calls for for these inquiries and you kind of have to dissociate yourself from the band and you know you have to act like okay i'm talking on behalf of the band but i am in the band as well which was weird it's almost like i had to lie to this guy and be like oh the band will not be okay with this or the band will be okay with this or i want this and just like having to manage this so much more than just making the music i think that was the easiest bit for us as making the music was it came naturally to be i mean i don't know if you're lucky that way or anything but that process was has always been easy but just the business side of things it can get very hectic uh money is another thing that that was quite hard because if you had to like record an entire album it cost this much money if you want to make a video it cost this much money everything was big numbers the returns for royalties are you know how it is it's yeah. really it's small peanut. You know? it's peanut compared to the amount of money we put into making one track you know we yeah. take two years of our lives or a year of our lives making this and someone can get in the, the entire catalog of the entire universe is music for 60 bucks a month so that's the world we live in so when an album when our label comes in and when you have management you know they make the entire process easier we can put more of our attention to the music making uh the whole visual aspect of things how we want this album to be perceived i think the maturity that you see with this release is also partly because of all the helping hands we've had the label over the years pagal coming in at the right time you know i mean i mean it was the right and wrong time i would say because of the pandemic it was a wrong time yeah. but also we got to know each other over the past year we didn't have, we couldn't do we couldn't do gigs at all we probably collectively have done like four gigs or five gigs together but yeah just getting to know and having that chemistry with your manager and you know the way you guys work how we used to work is all very different so we are also getting accustomed to that and that whole process has been has been amazing um and also a lot of a learning has been happened you know with that process on the flip side though like very honestly do you feel like you you've lost a bit of control over the way you functioned as a band or does it does it only seem to add to your Whatever, no, like. definitely definitely i mean we would feel that way because uh before we answered to no one and we did whatever the <laughs> hell we wanted uh, you know the, whatever the fuck we wanted uh, we did a lot of by instinct you know like we would feel good we would do something like we would do uh, running an engagement with fans all by instinct we just knew when something was the right time to do something or when we wanted to post or just throw people off you know things like that which are a little more controlled now i guess to put it in mm. some and um you talked about recording in your studio does do you do you feel like it was a be- it was a more um did you feel like you had more control over the way you were recording your album and the way you were writing your music as compared to sort of recording in bigger studios outside of india earlier 
and how is that process sort of been different like do you do you prefer recording in your own studio as compared to prefer recording in someone else's studio that has better equipment or uh what's it like think, what's the difference i like? think the only the first two eps were recorded elsewhere yeah. the rest of like trigger punk and everything was tracked okay no and, in this studio yeah in in this studio by, by me or like in my house most of it was tracked ourselves and then we took it elsewhere to mix because at that point i wasn't uh, we weren't mature enough to mix it ourselves mm-hmm. uh so trigger punk weekend friends and this record now they were all tracked over here in a home studio all and like or barking beat barking beat was set up in 2016 yeah, so partly he's doing a piece sir yeah, yeah a part of trigger punk was also recorded in barking beat like the guitars bass vocals all of that so drums usually we hire a, a bigger studio mm. because we have the option of having a big room a good a kit a good board we like to get the drums kind of you know it since it kind of glues everything together and it's like the backbone of a song um we like to do that in a big studio and but, with uh, the with the first two albums how was how was the experience different in the first two albums when you recorded it outside uh one is we don't have to try and explain what exactly we want yeah. the sound we want because it was it's close to impossible for someone else to understand say what josh is trying to say or like what i'm trying to say we can put it put it into words or some coherence but like then nobody's ever going to get exactly the vision that we want and somehow we the four of us within ourselves uh we know exactly what we want you know the sound a song demands sometimes we disagree but that disagreement leads to what the song becomes which is which always tends to work out so that freedom we had the freedom to take your time because we weren't on a early basis we're like you know we had to get in and that was the take mm. i mean we don't have time we have to go forward we take more time we got to pay more money so uh we had the the freedom of time the freedom of choice and uh yeah that's pretty much it so we always i think we we can all agree we we prefer to do things ourselves and if there's an option to go to a bigger studio and mix then we so would take great. that yeah yeah and what's what's it been like josh around you uh, uh what i was saying was that honestly we might seem like we're underplaying it but having um having harshu mix the album and us completely recording it ourselves is a huge milestone mm, like unbelievable and like uh, having having harshu mix it and obviously over exceed our expectations of him mixing it you know we were like fuck it let's just do it ourselves you know but having it over exceeded those expectations man it's so liberating now that we can write music and put it out without going through these 100 other people who need to help us with it was so, like now after like 7 8 years of being a band we're finally self sufficient in releasing music hmm. it's a huge milestone and it was like we're super overjoyed but um yeah we're not showing it as much as we can but yeah that's that's the truth of it isn't that right hashu Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I forgot it's uh, it's only obvious. Yes. Dude, I'm I'm fucking I'm fucking proud of Harshu man. Like he slammed the record like sure. unbelievable. The work and like he did, he did he didn't 
he didn't fucking go to school or go to some fucking Berkeley shit. He was at home. Like he researched, he went through trouble, he taught himself, self-taught, and he nailed it. So it's for it's a huge milestone for the F-16s having a having a keyboardist, producer, engineer, graphic artist, bassist, guitarist, lyric writers, studio. Dude, studio. We're like a company, man. We're registered. We're fucking paying taxes now. What the fuck? Crazy. Cool. That's nice. Tax the rich, not us. You know. Um. Yeah. So I just have one last question that a lot of my friends have also asked me. Um. What What is this scene with you guys just being four in the band and there being a separate drummer? that you don't regularly sort of perform with and what made you decide to be a four person band as opposed to like a band with a with a general drummer is it just the fact that they didn't sort of contribute to the songwriting part of it or was it what what was the reason why you guys decided to be with Bro, a drummer it's pretty simple we were a five piece band one decides to leave you become a four piece band Did you did you guys not think of like looking for a permanent like replacement for it or did that just feel wrong We did we got one and that didn't work out either then we were like you know what uh something about these drummers man they're notorious and uh, it's just <laughs> this is now worth the hassle of having to look for another guy who's on the same mindset we already have 6 years of mileage between yeah. us or 8 years getting someone hmm. be hard so sessions is kind of became the 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 best option because we'd get a amazing drummer who would nail the tracks i mean that's that's it's also hard to find the right drummer who can really perform the songs well with us but i guess we have like a really good drummer now uh, on board who can just come and learn the tracks and like Are we, are we are we talking about tapas right now yes tapas yeah, yeah. tapas was there we had a bunch of drummers yeah. param but uh, you were not actively looking for you know the fifth wife you know if it comes there will a romance will spark naturally we would feel it then who who played the drums for the for these albums that you guys recorded was it one of you guys or did you get a session no sh- shout out to prabhu uh, from awesome. bangalore yeah Abu Murli Abu Murli. from Bangalore. He played on uh, all of the songs. Three on three of the five. On three of the five, actually, kind of four because I layered. We we kind of chucked one track, and we used the drums from that track on "Sucks to Be." Uh, oh my god, I forgot about the track. Yeah, did I say "Sucks to Be Human"? I mean, when is this just, coming up? You just did. Start. I just did. Okay, fuck. It's fine. All right. Oh my god you're going to get a year for Oh no don't Dhruv tell Dhruv Sanchi don't tell Dhruv tell Dhruv Sanchi tell Dhruv and no, Sanchi No don't Dhruv. tell them <laughs> Tomorrow morning early morning hello people <laughs> record record the whole thing again But Yeah I think we we in general had great drummers coming in you know pull off amazing tracking Manu uh, you know as as difficult it was in some time working with him he literally <laughs> had one day's notice to come into the studio and play weekend time and he literally made some amazing parts that like a lot of drummers would say that yeah. like dude what is this shit and we were like dude he made this like on the spot like you know Seriously, so he did like yeah. 
shout out to all these guys even prabhu just being able to consistently uh, you know keep up with uh, the requirements because they come in last minute like harsh said they don't know any context they just playing you know more over what they hearing for like say a week uh, same thing with tapas so you know it's a, it, it's a blessing to have these guys around us but it's also a curse that none of them can actually be consistent in yeah. way and be part of band and something like that hasn't been yeah, they they usually the drummers are probably the most skilled dudes instrument wise when they join the band and then but then it's just they find it so hard to stick around and be consistent but their work is amazing i mean nothing against their work and they are we like are we like difficult dudes to work with that we not realize that i don't know we we can be very uh, choosy very uh, Picky. very mm. picky so that's probably what it is like we want every break to be there and not be played so drummers love playing all the time that's what i know yeah. they don't like stopping but we like stopping yeah. tracks so many times and uh, uh, drummers that's yeah. why that's what they find the hardest every drummer has played with us they're like dude you guys have too many breaks and that's the hardest thing yeah. you know it's not like complex rhythms or complex time signatures i love the breaks in your songs yeah i mean we do too clearly we do too man clearly the drummers don't because they all pose they love playing all the time yeah man playing that's fucking hate drummers too but i do miss writing music with the drummer or being in a band yeah yeah definitely that is something that creates an energy that's so like strong in the beginning um as opposed to say playing the drum track which is like the four by four at a bpm something about that kind of fluidity is nice um but i guess you know we kind of i guess that's kind of why we we kind of you know started making more mellow music because there wasn't really the energy of a drummer kind of making you you know the minute a drummer plays you just want to hit the strings a little harder play the keys a little harder and then suddenly it's a heavier track but uh, yeah i don't know i i think we're mellowed by the drum machines now cool so um I think we're about to end the interview now and I'm probably going to end this with I'm on holiday that's from the album that's already been released and I love the music video of the of the song and yeah
Someone to love and someone